guys. I'm Greg. And I'm Dave. And we appreciate you joining us, and we appreciate your support. Episode number three. All right, I'm going to hit some headlines. Planned Parenthood changes webpage on pregnancy after Stacey Abrams claims young fetus has no heartbeat. It said that that sonogram sound of a baby's heartbeat is false. <laughs> it, it, it used to be by consensus of professionals, you know, before they would make a change like that, you know, so I guess they lowered the bar a little bit. Inflation hits middle-income Americans the hardest, says Congressional Budget Office. Really? Venezuela empties prisons and sends criminals to U.S. border. How <laughs> exciting is that? 162 researchers from top U.S. nuclear facilities now working for China. That's a scary thought, man. Ain't no telling what they're telling them over there. Well, I mean, that's how... You know, we've always been the lead in technology, but and every other country's been behind, but, well, at least for me, it was the Clintons when I started realizing that they were selling uh -huh. secrets to the enemy. But I guess that's a, a very common thing uh, these days. Uh, it's, I don't know. It's sick. I don't understand how you could be the leader of a free world and be okay with selling out your citizenry. I'm, we're just weird like that, you know, where we have so much pride, honor, that we could never even contemplate that idea, even if it did make us rich, because it's just, uh, well, I guess it's because we have a moral compass. For one. You know what the ironic thing about it is? These people, these globalists that do not believe in abortion and in borders and sovereignty of nations uh, they don't acknowledge that what I find very interesting is that they're selling out to one of the most nationalistic nations on the face of the earth China China is not going to bow to anyone <laughs> they're not going to rescind their sovereignty or, or mm. their, their nation state to play along with this so I, i'm like what what is the thought process here is, is really confusing to me I, yeah i mean it's like we've talked about before where they always have this idea that they're above the fray that they won't be held accountable that they've already made accommodations with the enemy that they'll be passed over yeah all right uh GOP to immediately repeal hiring of 87,000 IRS agents if Republicans flip house. Also, Gavin Newsom is on a rampage, and the most recent unconstitutional legislation he signed into law is in conflict with the First Amendment. And uh, Dilbert, the comic Dilbert, fired by some comics pages, but critics of corporate wokeness might get the last laugh. So Dilbert takes on takes aim at businesses diversity quotas with a character named Dave <laughs> who identifies as white despite being black. So wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about <laughs> you? When 
That isn't enough to boost the company's ESG score. His boss asks him, would it be too much trouble to identify as gay also? Well, what I would like to know is if I walk into Bank of America and identify as Bezos, if they give me my damn money. <laughs> there you go. That's what I want to know. This one's kind of weird. Doctor finds rectangles and inverted pyramids in degraded mRNA vaccines. Scientists dispute analysis. We'll put this in the show notes, but I've seen these images and they are creepy. Yeah, they are. I mean, I, I don't even know what, what to make of it. It degrades and then it takes that structure and then what is it at that point? You know? uh, I don't know, but remember folks, this is uh, a vaccine. Electron so microscope. Um, it's just the tiniest, I guess it I don't know if it's gonna how it's gonna pan out, but it sounds like nanite technology. I, I, you know, something like that. All right, now we're gonna get a closer look at some of these other articles. Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka shambles. Wants to wants no part of woke, but it's glad we do. Victor David Hansen, September 9, twenty twenty two. So the United States obsesses over whether biological men can compete in women's sports as transgender females. So he gives us a kind of a check checkup of where we are right now. And you can just listen and see if you think he's accurate or not. Crime is spiking at levels not seen in 40 years. Major U.S. downtowns almost overnight went from safe and clean to terrifying and toxic. The Pentagon and the CIA put out recruitment videos that sound like kindergarten diversity, equity, and inclusion programming. The military is less eager to explain why the United States met utter humiliation in Afghanistan or why the army only has about 50% of its scheduled recruitments. And you think it's more than I that? I think it's more. It probably is. Uh, few dare to attribute declining morale, inept strategic thinking, and anemic recruitment to the stereotyping and targeting of middle-class white males, Soviet-style workshops, and diversity, equity, and inclusion mind conditioning. So we know about, he goes on to talk about the Biden administration's war for the last 18 months on fossil fuels. Um, Working out so good for the folks in California now, is it? Mm-hmm. You just got to look at there. I mean, they have their dream policies in place in California. Yeah. I mean, that's the model. <laughs> so it's really hard for people like us who are logical thinkers to try to wrap our heads around this idea to embrace, embrace the suck. <laughs> I mean that was one of our mottos in the military. Um, you know, if if it ain't raining, we ain't training. You know, I mean it was embrace the suck. That was it. But this is serious, and anything that liberals do sucks. And if you're out there and you still can't see it, what's wrong with you? I mean, it's so evident. Just gas prices. Uh, um, the federal employees and military personnel who skipped the new mRNA COVID-19 inoculations on grounds the shots were not fully vetted were stereotyped as red state conspirist, conspirists, super spreaders. They were accused of endangering all Americans by their supposedly selfish behavior. Yet there has been no such judgmental criticism or individual conduct during the current monkeypox outbreak. 
Given the loud, woke media, few would dare suggest that social distancing or avoiding areas where promiscuous sex is frequent might slow down the dangerous epidemic. 95% of, of whose cases so far have been sexually transmitted, 98% of infected people were gay or bisexual, 41% had HIV, and the median age was 38. Now notice how this whole monkeypox thing just quietly disappeared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> quietly. See, when they couldn't separate the virus from the group that it was most impacted, um, impactful on, yeah, they said, well, no, we, we can't spin this. <laughs> this, is, this is that convenient. Then it just quietly disappeared. You didn't hear about it anymore. No. Yeah. The daily stuff of tabloids is cancel culturing, virtue signaling, and suing over race and gender. He goes on to talk about the $25 million lawsuit uh, of a family at the Sesame Place in Philadelphia where this character in the suit uh, didn't hug a black girl. (laughs) The American middle class is learning just how much poorer they are after suffering a collective $3 trillion stock loss in retirement accounts. Uh, for some reason, their stocks plummeted despite Wall Street's past loud commitment to politically correct environmental, social, and governance investment. The new woke idea puts green, racial, and gender issues ahead of profit and loss investment calculations, at least for the declining middle class. For some reason. ESG may be a permissible luxury in a bull market, but it can help to ruin millions of lives in a bare one. The new anti-inflation budget bill manages to increase federal spending in times of inflation while upping taxes and regulation during a recession. This is so frustrating to have to read all this stuff knowing that this is the mathematical outcome of voting Democrat. Yeah. Why do you continue to vote Democrat? Goes on to talk about the interest rates. Um, our enemies abroad, particularly China, Iran, North Korea, and Russia, are watching all this woke comic madness with absolute glee. It is a comic. It really is. <clears throat> the enemies are delighted that the United States is diverting trillions of dollars and human hours away from production of ideolo- away from production to ideological witch hunts, woke cannibalism, green virtue signaling, spendthrift consumption, racial and gender fixations, warped science, suicidal surveillance, and communist indoctrination. <laughs> None of those things are good, man. <laughs> None of them. Yeah. Again, let let the let this echo in your head. What does liberalism? What good is liberalism? What does it do? What 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 benefit did it bring you? There's none. Free uh, stuff for some people. But that even that comes at a price for others. Well, yeah, for us. Exactly. <laughs> so there is no benefit. <laughs> Russia has, has better hypersonic missiles, more nuclear warheads. Uh, China can likely sink any $12 billion American aircraft carrier and its 5,000 diverse they-them crew that dare to venture into the Taiwan Straits. Beijing already produces 90% of the global supply of inputs needed to make the generic antibiotics, 
and nearly as large percentage of our key vitamins and painkillers. And in addition to that, there's also the uh, chip market that's uh, highly centralized around Taiwan or comes yeah. out of Taiwan. So China will be taking that over and we'll be letting them. So vehicles will go up to, uh, they'll be really expensive. I mean, what do they think? What is their expectation? You know, this guy, <coughs> Blinken, I think is his name, the guy in charge of the Pentagon, uh, some months ago gave a press conference where he was expressing his shock and surprise that the Taliban was not more inclusive. Oh. I mean, like, and he was genuinely surprised by this. Like, what are these people thinking? What are they expecting? What do they think China is going to do when we've given them complete control over everything? You know, that they'll just come to the table and be like, yes, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, like I keep saying, how, like from a rational mind, how, how do these people get to these positions of power? But then how do they really think that our enemies are like this? I, where, yeah. does, where does that come from? More likely to erect than tear down statues. We spend what we borrow, they invest what they earn. How odd America once taught the world what works, only now to mock its own lessons. So, you have a neighbor next door, let me tell this story, and he's got a sledgehammer and an axe and some other tools, a little gas, a little fire, and he comes out every day for a couple hours and starts beating the hell out of his house and tearing it up, smashing in the door, smashing windows. Then he goes back inside. And if you saw this, you would think, what the hell is wrong with this man? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, so some people think, look at him. Uh, I'll use myself as an example and say, this guy's an idiot. Others, full of compassion, will look at him and say, aw, this man is insane. Um, but the fact that he comes out and tears up the house that he lives in, this is a direct analogy of these liberals destroying America because this is the house that they live in, but every chance they get, they come out and tear it apart a little more and a little more, not thinking, not realizing, not understanding that they live in this house too. And it's so, so, so frustrating to have to deal with stupid on a daily basis. And you know, there are <coughs> countries in the world today that practice, that have experience practicing the policies and the governance that that they that they want to implement in America. And they won't leave. You know, if they love communism so much and communism is so great there are several communist countries that they can move to. I know. You know, that, that practice this form of governance. That That is another huge frustration. Like, if you love communism, like you said, there's plenty of countries out there that you can go and live happily ever after. Why don't they? Yeah. It's like your neighbor comes over and starts beating on your house. And you call the police and they arrest you. I mean, it's... A, it makes no sense, but that's exactly what ha is happening, and it's it's just 
hard to comprehend the madness that passes for sanity these days. We had uh, some friends, <coughs> wife's friends from years ago, uh, was in town, came by to visit, and they're from they're from uh, our country, our home country, um, the land of our birth, which is Trinidad and Tobago. Okay, <laughs> just so the fans know. And uh, okay, we have a flag, an American flag, hanging. In the front of our house, and uh, they were like, "What's up with the flag? Why you got that flag hanging up there?" And uh, my wife was like, "Well, I choose to live here, <laughs> you know, and uh, it got its problems, but it's it's working out pretty well for us and the kids." Wait, where a, was this? At home. Uh, oh, yeah, where we here? Lived. Yeah, oh, I here. thought you were in Trinidad. No, no, this was here. Oh my gosh, yeah. somebody came over to your house like, while you have a flag. Yeah, wow. right? And um, you're like, well, I have a passport. If I don't like it, I can go somewhere else, right? But I choose to be here. And uh, you have choices. No one's, ha- no one's holding a gun to your head telling you you can't leave. You're not chained or tied down. If it is so bad, then find a country that is to your sensibility and to your liking and go live there. It is really a simple calculus, man. I mean, you go to a restaurant, you don't like the service, what do you do? You don't go back. <laughs> you find somewhere else. If you have else. a job you hate, what do you do? You find somewhere else. Find another you know? job. I mean, so it, 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 I don't understand how... You can choose to live in a country. I mean, you could have been born anywhere. You could have been born in Afghanistan. You could have been born in, 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 in Somalia. You could have been born in Iran. I mean, they are real bad places, yeah. <laughs> you know, to live. Um, so it, it, it just kind of grinds my gears, man. Yeah, it grinds. Well, lo- lo- grinds logical thinking minds. Yeah. All right, the next one is... Woke me when it's over. So this says, What happened when one government fell under influence of world of world's environmental extremists? By John Stossel, September 7th. Um, starvation, poverty, people struggling to buy medicine and fuel, which is rapidly coming here. Disaster happened after one government fell under the influence of the world's environmental extremists. Many experts say pure nature is best United Nations officials now tell politicians that the climate crisis demands countries to make all sorts of sacrifices like cutting nitrogen waste yeah and you know that the countries that are the worst offenders they don't they don't India China you know they they pollute more than all of the other green conscious mm-hmm. countries combined single-handedly mind you so, yeah. much of that waste comes from synthetic fertilizers so activists applaud when Sri Lanka's government decided to become the first country to really take their advice Sri Lanka banned all synthetic fertilizers and suddenly the same farms produced what more food no, less food, and food prices rose 80%. One result, riots, 
As my new video shows, thousands swarmed the president's mansion. Some had a cookout on his lawn. Now, what does a liberal, they're very courageous, very brave, aren't they? So what does this, this president of this country do? Well, he leaves. <laughs> he just up and leaves. The president resigned and fled the country. Uh-huh. Well, he knew if those people got their hands on him, that it probably wouldn't have ended good for him, you know. And that's, he, they, these people know what they're doing to the people. You know, that they said, if the people knew what we discuss in the dark, they'd hang us from tree posts. And, yeah. Boy, yeah. <laughs> Turns out that we need chemical fertilizers. Environmental writer Michael Schellenberger says that if countries listened to today's green activists, there would be, we'd feed the planet? No. We'd there would be mass starvation. So this guy's an environmentalist, and this is what he says. But I thought of, I thought they cared about the people, though. You know, the downtrodden, the poor. I, I must be mistaken. We could only support two to three billion people on Earth. Wow. If we just relied on natural fertilizers like manure, Schellenberger says. But what's the problem? There's eight billion people why can't we just make more organic manure it takes now this is interesting listen to this it takes twice as much land to produce all the cows that you need to get the manure synthetic fertilizers are a friend to saving nature because they reduce how much land we need now the environmental purists make excuses for Sri Lanka Mother Jones said it's ridiculous to single out the fertilizer ban as the underlying cause, as Schellenberger did. Others say that Sri Lanka just needed time to adjust to organic farming. You might be able to become poor over five to ten years rather than over six months, replies Schellenberger, but the result will be the same. Why is it that the thinking of, of liberals is always defeatism, is always the end or misery of a people I don't know uh, there were other causes of the problems higher <laughs> oil prices COVID and other stuff happened but those same problems affected other countries where the economies did not collapse Schellenberger said what made the difference in Sri Lanka was its fertilizer ban we are right to worry about chemical fertilizer not only does the nitrous oxide emit a greenhouse gas but when nitrogen runs off into waterways it can kill fish absolutely we should be concerned says Schellenberger but that's best dealt with through a gradual process why because farmers are getting better at applying the fertilizer farmers all are already doing that fertilizer is expensive so farmers have an incentive not to waste it. All right. We know you can significantly reduce pollution while producing the same amount of food, Schellenberger points out. In the Netherlands, he says, they reduced fertilizer pollution by 70%. But that still wasn't enough for the environmental zealots in the Dutch government. They want to force farmers to cut nitrogen emissions by another half, even though they admit that will force 11,000 farmers to shut down. It's like the stupid train is in the area and all aboard!
green extremism is out of control, says Schellenberger. You would think that Sri Lanka would be a wake-up call, but we haven't seen any slowdown. No. You see, they're, they're, their thinking is it didn't work because we didn't go far enough, fast enough. <laughs> or because they didn't do it. They weren't the ones in charge of it. Fortunately, most countries don't yet embrace the zealots' most destructive ideas like banning synthetic fertilizer or the Green New Deal's demand for 100% renewal, renewable energy. But many countries closed nuclear plants. And Biden killed pipelines, stopped the long-planned sale of offshore oil rights, and imposed a moratorium on new oil and gas lease on public lands. We're in the worst energy crisis in 50 years, says Schellenberger. Yet governments are trying to make energy more scarce and expensive. It's totally insane. There's no other word for it. I mean, well, that's what we've been saying. The pursuit of a chemical-free world is insane. Modern technologies such as synthetic fertilizer make people people's lives better. They especially make poor people's lives better. Banning them brings disaster. The hardcore environmental left got its way in Sri Lanka. Let's hope they don't destroy more countries. These people are doing exactly what they mean to do. I mean, and yes, you look at things as it pertains to you locally, wherever you are, but we're seeing these, these types of things taking place the world over. And I've kind of stopped asking, what are they doing? They're doing exactly what they mean to do. They have an end goal in mind of what they want this world to look like. And this is just the manifestation of them working toward that end. They're not that clueless. Reasonable thinking people will give them the benefit of the doubt because that's how we would think. You're like, well, this doesn't make sense. We're operating on the assumption that they're rational people, they're reasonable people, but they're really not. Uh, they, they are far from that, but they know what they're doing. This is not clumsy, it, it's not just guesswork. This is a very deliberate series of events that they are uh, unfolding on humanity. I can't think of anything else that makes sense. And the hardest thing, I might, I told you, I have a a lot of family in law enforcement. My grandfather always used to say to catch a criminal, you have to think like a criminal. And not the average person doesn't have that disposition. Uh, you really have to think outside of yourself to try and put what these people are doing into context. Because it defies everything that is good, everything that is, is right, and everything that is common sense based, it, it goes against all of that. And to extend yourself outside of those guardrails is the only way you can take what they're doing in, in its correct context, which is hard for a lot of people. It, it really is. What's uh, curious to me is how much of it is intentional, like you said, and how much of it is just a byproduct of our education system. For example, we all know that Joe Biden is not running the country, okay? But if you think about it, so here's the scary, scary thing. Last episode, I think it was, we talked about sending your kids to college. Yeah. 
and how it's scary. It would be a very scary thing to do that for right now. So think about this. The, the kids that were in college, the young people that were in college and are currently indoctrinated are the staff of Biden and Obama. So their, their thinking, their ideologies uh, given to them in these colleges are what's being shoved at us. And so I, I do agree that there, it's some, there is a, an effort, but also I think that they just think they just think that they're just espousing what they were taught and not really maybe understanding or why it's going the way it is. But I think a lot of this is a byproduct of the college education system. Well, absolutely. C.S. Lewis has a book that really hammers, this is the whole crux of the book, that hideous strength. It's a must read. The next one is confirmed for first time vaccines cause my myocarditis deaths, says Oxford study. And this is from Frontline Health by Dan Scorbach. I hope I said that right. September 16th, 2022. I'm just going to hit a few highlights here. In rare cases, a SARS-CoV-2 infection can cause myocarditis. COVID-19 vaccines are also known to cause it. But when you compare the two, a COVID-19 infection versus a COVID vaccine, the medical consensus is that an infection is 14 times more likely to cause myocarditis. But a new study is challenging these numbers. A new university of Oxford study published in the American Heart Association journalist circulation found that COVID-19 vaccine is actually four times more likely to cause myocarditis in men under the age of 40 than a COVID-19 infection. This is also the first study that has acknowledged that people are actually dying from vaccine-induced myocarditis. And you've been talking about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just want to point out the first study that has been acknowledged, but it is not the first. There have been several that have been shot down, that have been dismissed, blocked, and any other kind of, of uh, shutdown or censorship that you can think of. But one finally broke through. But yeah, right now, I, I, if it hasn't passed yet, it's about to be passed in California, where if a doctor or a clinic or any pr med medical um, practicing institution talks like this they take away their license to this day the cdc has not reported any myocarditis deaths from covid 19 vaccines the agency also says that covid 19 vaccine myocarditis is generally mild but when we looked at the numbers in this report it doesn't look so mild at all at least for certain age groups all right, so you can get, dig into that more on the show notes. All right, this next one, a FBI SWAT raids home of Catholic pro-life activists as screaming children watch. This is uh, from Breitbart. It's September 24, 2022. And you, you want to hit on some of this? This is 
I guess, the most recent instance of something that is now commonplace uh, in this country where uh, the FBI in the extreme show of force is running into people's houses. Call me crazy, Crazy. but (laughs) the only houses they're running into are people who have uh, right-leaning values or positions um, on or Christian or Christian yeah pro-life because that's exactly what this guy was doing he would be um, whereas they had he had a ministry where it was like a sidewalk ministry he'd stand on the street uh, at at an abortion clinic and try to share the gospel or counsel uh, men who are struggling with pornography So, you know, when I read this the last time with the children involved and the guns being pointed, the, the memory that flashed to my mind was Janet Reno. Okay. You remember that raid? I do. I remember that picture in my mind of, of an FBI agent. Uh, he had his finger off the trigger, but it was here, but he was actually pointing the barrel right at a child. And that, that came back to me like, wow. So... This idea that the corruption of the FBI is new, I don't think is accurate. No, it, it, they've been doing this for a while. I mean, the I, I think it really went into hyperdrive with the Obama administration where the governmental agencies were weaponized. You had the IRS going after churches. Yeah. Uh, you had um, Holder with the Fast and the Furious. Uh, you had Operation Warp Speed. Uh, where they were spying on the campaign of Trump political opponent. I mean, and the list goes on and on and on. You had um, BLM, uh, the Bureau of Land Management, uh, which is not a federal uh, organization, but they have federal powers that was granted to them. Uh, And there was a a case in Utah with uh, Lavoie Finicum where they straight took his land right um i mean i I had looked into this thing for for as long as the case went on ultimately they killed this guy right they set up a roadblock ran him off the road and shot him dead who lavoie finicum yeah who who killed him the fbi that's heavy man (laughs) i've not even heard of that yep and uh lavoie finicum was of the uh he was contemporaries with um What's the guy's name that uh, was it? Is Ammon Brady Ammon? I think I don't want to get the name wrong, but uh, they were constitutionalists. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, they had a sit-in in the court, um, and uh, they they wanted the FBI wanted them to leave the court, and they refused to. And I mean, it was a whole big standoff. Uh, but you're right. This is not new. I, I think it's more accessible in terms of when it happens because of social media and the aggressive news cycle that that we live in today but they've been doing this uh for a long time running into uh the houses of of their opponents uh political opponents or influencers look at what they did with uh what's his name james o'keefe Right up in his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they did it to Trump. Yeah, they did it to Trump. They did it with Giuliani. 
uh, Giuliani while and the, the video of this was so funny like while they were in his house he literally was holding the Hunter Biden laptop up like this trying to give it to them and they wouldn't touch it <laughs> it was so funny these people have no interest in in law and order they 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 when you when people say that the FBI was a corrupt institution from the very beginning what do you expect it's hard to argue against that i mean i mean it may have been corrupt at the very beginning but there's there's a lot of good people in the absolutely absolutely and you know that that is true in any institution and one of the things that really exists today that probably was not so much the case back then was we have a situation where people's lives are dependent on their paychecks right and because of that dependency you have a lot of people in the situation doing things that they are not comfortable doing that they may not necessarily agree with but because of life circumstance their commitments their obligations uh their dependence uh they go along which is why like this FBI guy that got fired, I think it was last week, um, when they took him off of um, investigating um, pedophilia and, and child trafficking, and they put him on these January 6th trials. I mean, you should, uh, I'll send you the article. But he came out as a conscientious objector and said, no, I, I can't do this. Uh, this is not right. And they fired him. I trust that that guy would be okay, but that's his livelihood. He's been in SWAT for, shoot, how many years? Pretty sure he has wife and kids, abilities that as of now, he probably won't be able to keep anymore. You know, and that's the fear that keeps people in line, yeah. you know, when it comes to going along with, with these sorts of things. All right, let me just pull this out of this article real quick, because I think it says a lot. Uh, so this is the wife. Uh, this is her saying this. After they had taken Mark, the, the father, and the kids were all screaming that he was their best friend, the FBI agents on her porch kind of softened a bit. I think they realized what was happening. Or maybe they actually looked at, a war at the warrant. They looked pretty ashamed at what had just happened. Well, good for them. I mean... Wow. Yeah. I mean, and this is not the guy, the type of person that you would expect to resist arrest. I mean, like, I think a, a single agent, I mean, if you're saying that this is federal crime, right. federal jurisdiction, would have been sufficient to get this guy to come in as, as you guys are requesting. But this... This is a show of force. I am. Um, no, you're right about that. Because yeah. I remember reading about old people uh, from the January 6th. They're, you know, they're kicking in their doors. Yep. They're tackling them. Old people. Yep. yep. And scaring the hell out yeah. of them. Yeah. I, I am of the opinion. I, I, um, I haven't seen or heard anything to make me feel differently. That these, the FBI, is the government is trying to solicit a response yeah, absolutely from their ideological 
opponents. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I believe I th- that too. Yeah, I, I think that the they're on a shot clock because they have thrown everything plus the kitchen sink at Trump. Yeah. Nothing has stuck, and they have no way of stopping him from declaring that he's going to run again. Right, so they tried that, so they can't stop him from running. What next? Stop his base, deter people from from supporting him. And I, I'm convinced that this is what this is. This is nothing more than trying to scare an electorate from going out to the polls. That's I, I'm convinced. And if they get, uh, yeah, bully it, tactics. Yeah, and and if they get a violent response to your point like you said earlier today they'll be like ah see there they go this is why we need to do what mm-hmm. we've been doing how do you balance that you know i think everything has a tipping point um as a matter there is a, a point beyond which every living organism will say that's enough um yeah breaking point yeah, tipping point. yeah and that, that's that's never a good place to be, especially for a country. But these people seem hell-bent on going in that direction. Uh, it's, it's really, really a terrible thing. It is. It's frustrating. It's maddening. It's wrong. Yeah. All right, last topic is ownership. Yes. This is something that is near and dear to me. Ownership. As a kid growing up, the thing that I valued the most, trivial, I think, how old was I? Maybe 16 at the time. Worked for the first time, uh, summer job. And the very first thing I bought for myself was a pair of Adidas sneakers. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a machete. Nah. No, those things are easy to come by. <laughs> I'll have to get him to tell this scar in his hand. Uh, but yeah, I bought a pair of sneakers, man. And I, I think to now, to this point in my life, that is the most impactful purchase that I've ever made. I mean, not because... It was something that I saw that. I mean, it was just a pair of sneakers. They're a dime a dozen. But I worked. I bought that. I didn't ask mom and dad. This was all me. And to hell with how I would make out for the rest of the month. (laughs) Getting to work and getting food. But that was a choice that I made. And I'll never forget it. And there is something to be said for owning something. There is something to be said for setting your sights on a goal and working toward that and it is one of the if not the most gratifying experiences that you can ever experience that you set your sights on something you work for it and you achieve it and there is a push that runs very contrary to the idea of ownership owning your home owning a car, owning anything. And when Klaus Schwab, which is uh, this guy who's the head of the WEF, World Economic Forum, said in an interview that when we get globalism established the way that we want, the people, 
you will own nothing and you will never be happy I saw a commercial the other day where you can rent clothes <laughs> wow. yeah they they discourage you say you don't need to go through and try on and buy and shop around you see what you like sign up for a subscription we'll send it to you you wear it you send it back oh yeah I think I have seen that yeah and I am like golly man like these people are deathly serious I tell Greg all the time you know I have a DVD collection that I started when I was in college and it's growing to this day I won't say how many I have but I have a lot and uh, even with the advent of streaming and and digital content I, I never I never subscribe to that because um, you lose access to these platforms you lose access to the content mm -hmm. so it's not really yours you're paying to use their platform to access content it, it, you pay for it as if you've bought it but technically it's not yours I, I think that when you have skin in the game you tend to be a lot more careful of how you treat stuff when you have skin in the game you tend to have that pride of ownership you want what you own looking good it's a representation of you and not like the guy with the sledgehammer <laughs> that came out <laughs> to destroy his house a homeowner won't do that at least not one in their right mind anyway but I, I i would like you to consider how fulfilling owning something is even if i mean and, and there's no limit to to where you can go with this you can own your own food grow your own food uh, you can be self-sustaining to some degree um, that is ownership when you dictate the terms of your life within certain constraints of course but I wish that this is something that our society would uplift owning something the joy of buying your first home buying your dream home buying your first car these are things that that are so gratifying to a human being you, you can't measure it and just like everything else that is good in our world today it is put down it is um, ridiculed and, and, uh, and, and discouraged and it, it's really sad to see that we have a generation of kids that are growing up that are really at the risk of not owning anything when they become adults they're going to be ripe to be complete dependence on a state on a government everything that they need they get from the government or from someone that controls the market for anything and that's a very scary place to be so own what you can <laughs> you have that they're not taking that away from you it is tangible it is yours and uh, there will there will come a time where you're going to see a value in owning something that that you never realize is there that, that usually comes when you work for it that's the real key if you're just given something like you said then there's not as much pride in it yeah. there's not as much care given to it but you're right that the allowing a child to work for something I mean do parents even still give allowances these days we do <laughs> but you get what i'm saying uh, yeah yeah you know i mean when yep. you're taught 
Oh, it's okay. Everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Nobody lost. That weakens your child's development. Yeah, it, 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 you're not doing them any favors, man, because if everything is given to them, like, there's no difference between them and the real winners, then they or grew them up. in the state. Yeah, they, they grew up with this expectation that, you know, everybody will get one, need to be at a certain time and place, and I'll get what's mine, and it, it's not a realistic expectation at all. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up for now, guys. And we thank you so much for watching. And check out the show notes and subscribe. Give us some feedback. And uh, have a great day.